0: Your
1: blood runs orange and, and, blue. Orange and
0: blue. 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 blue.
1: This, this, this a is the pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard.
0: Let's get to it, New York.
1: Let's talk about that game uh, last night, uh, that Wednesday night game. The Knicks survived a late rally for the Patriots to hold on uh, and beat Indiana at the Garden, 119-113. Jalen Brunson led all scorers with 34 points. Another stellar performance with the Knicks point guard. New York was up 25 points in the third quarter, but saw that lead shrink all the way down to two points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Quinton Grimes did hit a clutch three at a time where the game looked very tenuous. He put the Knicks back up to six late in the fourth quarter. He finished with 18 points. R.J. Barrett returns to the lineup, added 27 in his first game back from the finger injury for Indiana. Buddy Heald led all scorers in Indiana with 31 points. The much-talked-about Tyree Talbot who uh, continued his media tour on the New York Knicks on the Woj podcast, talking about this whole big game that was happening. Um, Not much from him. Uh, He did get injured. We're hoping he gets back healthy. He he left the game uh, with a sore knee in the third quarter. He finished with 15.7 assists. I think he had a minus 15 as a plus minus. Didn't have much of an impact. Indiana actually ended up going their, their big run with him out of the game. So that's the story of the game uh tommy but of course you know we always like to go deeper than just the box score what did you see from the knicks as he saw them struggle once again trying to close this one out 740
2: left in the third quarter mitchell robinson knocks down a free throw knicks are up 78 53 25 point lead um and then they start chipping away and then, I mean, it's it's so apparent now. It's it's starting to become a thing, which is is always worrisome. Knicks fans are tight, players are tight, coaching staff is tight. Um, it goes down to 15. But okay, then you see Tyrese Halliburton limp off the floor. Unfortunately, um, by far, Pacers' best player, their floor general. If they were going to lead a comeback, you'd assume that obviously Halliburton would be at the heart of it. Um, NBA tracking data goes back to 2018-19 in terms of in-game leads. Pacers are 0-50. Coming heading into last night, they were 0-58 in games, which they had trailed by 20 points. Um, In in the fourth quarter, no Halliburton. Pacers also missing Miles Turner, their best big man. He was ruled out just prior to the game due to back spasms. Knicks have a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. But again... Um, you know, Brunson is his his kind of slogan was vibes are immaculate. The vibes were anything in, but immaculate inside of the garden on, on Wednesday night. Um, in my head, like when you watch Netflix or any other shows and you have it on the, the closed captioning, um, when there's like a dramatic turn, you'll just see eerie music or,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. Haunting, yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, Jason's, you know, behind you with the night. It just had that sense okay, how are they going to, instead of, all right, they're going to close this thing out. That's what great teams do. How are they going to find a way to blow this lead? Um, And sure enough, Pacers come out trapping. Knicks, like a middle school team, can't get the, can't get the ball past half court. Mm-hmm. Inbound passes are tipped, deflected. Some they even got back despite being, you know, despite uh, it looked like they were going to get some steals, turnovers, poor shots, um, that one four Randall Brunson, you know, uh, pick and roll that can, you know, just monotonous, uneventive offensive play um, cuts the, you know, with two minutes left, healed the the the, as as Clyde is saying you can't either foul and you can't give up a three healed hits a three and and RJ runs into him and fouls him cuts the lead to two um next possession RJ uh uh, Brunson comes down saves the Knicks you know uh, bails Brunson uh bails Tibbs out hits a runner next possession buries a three Knicks up seven gets back down to three (laughs) <laughs> Finally, Tibbs puts um, uh, uh, Grimes Queen, back. In yeah, the game
1: yeah I kind of forgot Quentin Grimes existed until he came back. And I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Uh, he's on yeah, the team. That's,
2: oh, that's right. The best defender we have, you know, our team shooting lights out from three. Maybe we should put him on the floor. um So I'll talk about that in a second. But that just kind of set the table. Brunson bailed him out. A win is a win. They leapfrog Pacers for the sixth seat. You know, like that's kind of what I started the newsletter with this morning. If he had told Nick fans, in october that they'd be four games over 500 through 42 games they'd sign up for it in a heartbeat if you told nick fans 48 hours ago uh, 24 hours ago that they would beat the pacers 119 to 113 they'd sign up for it in a heartbeat but again to your point we we don't we're not just talking about the box score here we're looking at the bigger picture and there are some warning signs um that that and their inability to sustain leads in particular um has to be cause for
1: concern and has to be something we discuss. despite the recent success yeah it's 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 a deja vu it's here we go again it's 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 what it's the same same song different tune you know it doesn't matter kind of what the circumstances are who the opponent is uh and this one it was even a little bit of a twist because it wasn't a zone defense that confused the Knicks. It was a, a trapping junk defense. And shout out to Rick Carlisle, uh, you know, not something we've seen teams do against the Knicks, though. We're going to see teams do it now because we see how much the Knicks struggled against that kind of trapping defense uh, and, and got them back in game. And the Knicks were, once again, uh, clueless, incredulous, no answers, and uh, almost threw one away. And you wonder if Halliburton's out there, maybe they do do throw, do throw that one away. You know, it's, um, it, it's alarming. And there are a lot of Nick fans who are saying, look, I don't want to be here and be negative and, you know, we won the game and whatever. And I understand that. I'm not going to lose sight that the Knicks won this game. I'm not losing sight of the fact that the Knicks were playing as a team that was comparable in record, a team that they were trying to leapfrog in the standings, and they were up by 25 points against them at some point. There are good things to take away from this game. There are good things to take away from this first half of the season for the Knicks. But these bad habits, these things that you keep seeing late in games, eventually – if they continue to snowball, which right now, I think you can say they've snowballed. Like, I don't think you can even say, oh, are they, if they're snowballing or when they snowball. They have snowballed. Anytime they have a big lead, you're expecting them to blow it. Think about the last three games they played. What, you had uh, Indiana, big lead, almost blew it. Uh, Milwaukee, big game, you did blow it. Toronto, big lead, you almost blew it. I mean, three games in a row, they had games where they were up big and to the point where you, you think you could turn the game off. I mean, I, I thought yesterday, you know, I, I do, you know, of course, I do my other podcast, New Generation. Uh, we were going to do Hero Talk last night. I told my guys, look, I think by 945, I'll be ready to go. Like, this looks like, you know, midway four-four. this is going to be a wrap. And I said, wait, never mind. I got to stay on this game because the Knicks uh, look like they may blow this again. So we go back and say, okay, why is this happening? Well, it feels like, one, they lack confidence in these uh, periods, uh, in these late game situations like they kind of expect or know that they're going to blow these games and two they lack direction again when i see uh the, the the pacers running that junk defense it just didn't seem like the knicks had any real plan to how to get the ball across half court to kind of get easy shots like they didn't even know how to attack that and i just don't understand why this team continues to come out flat-footed against certain things that just happen in nba games teams trap when they're down Teams go to zone when you're when you're getting into the paint. Like these things happen and you're just supposed to have a counter. And the Knicks never seem to have a counter. They seem to just kind of don't know. And it's kind of just hold on for dear life. Let's hope Brunson makes a couple of shots and down the stretch. And we get out of here. Sometimes he does, like last night, and they win. And they didn't uh last night or in Toronto, they win. Sometimes uh he doesn't and they lose, like in Milwaukee. So like it's it used to get to a point where it's like you're living on that kind of edge you're going to, eventually that's going to catch up to you. So when we talk about the Knicks' ability to kind of hold on to the sixth spot and to remain in playoff contention, it becomes worrisome if they're going to be able to do that because games are going to get closer. These, the idea that, like, in March or early April, you're fighting for your life for these last few spots that you're not going to be playing close games is ridiculous. All these games are going to be close. So to think that that this is not a big deal because they won, no, 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 this is a huge issue, and they got to figure it out. I don't have much confidence they're going to figure it out with this coach because the coach has shown he can't adjust. The coach has shown that during games um, he, he looks clueless. So I, I don't have much confidence in that. But what I hope is that the players can get a win or two uh, at some point during their stretch. Maybe they can get their confidence back. I don't know if they're going to get the right direction. But if they can get their confidence back, at least that would help. Because, you know, they look so – like they didn't want to make a mistake. They look like they were afraid to make plays, and that's kind of where you get the turnovers. If you got guys just kind of playing freely – Playing smart, um, using playing off instinct. I think you'll see them kind of start to figure this out. But yeah, they, it's just, it's just, it's just stink to see them kind of keep twirling around in their own kind of weird circle with these late games where they can't close. And I don't know uh, where the answers are at this point from the head coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, um, if you're a Knicks fan and you want to just be happy that they're four games under 500, knock yourself out. You have every right to do so. Knicks have – is just the second time, uh, third time this century that they've been above 500 after 41 <laughs> games, and that's yeah. all well and good. But, again, if we're trying to look big picture, uh, I understand the bar is low, but there are other fans who aren't content with just being the best-case scenario, being the six seed and maybe winning a playoff game or two. Um, So for those folks – Um, These type of issues that keep popping up are are troublesome. And again, I think it's also very important to point out that at some point, the excessive wear and tear on the top six Knicks, on on those guys in particular, you're going to have to pay that credit card bill. Probably and that might be in March and you when, and then when we're talking, hey, why do the Knicks seem tired? You know, more exhausted at the end of games. Why are they missing? You know, on, on the second night of a back to back, they don't seem like they have their legs. They're you know, other teams have more energy and and, and they're, they're just getting out to a better start than the Knicks. And you know, when there's 15 games up the season, eight games up the season, when we're really focusing on the standings and and must win games, um, that's when we might look back on a game on January 11th when five Knicks played, you know, nearly 40 minutes. And that's kind of where where I want to focus on um, in terms of one player in particular playing 40 minutes. Um, And that was kind of my main takeaway um, was R.J. Barrett had no business playing 41 minutes on a, a Wednesday night at the Garden. Guy had missed six straight games. Had, had hadn't played since December 27th, when, we, when he only played two minutes. Was he able to get in cardio while he was sidelined? Sure. But mm-hmm. anybody, everybody that follows sports knows there's a difference between running on a treadmill and doing 17s or wind sprints and then playing an NBA basketball game. Um, it's it's completely unfair of a coach to ask a player to be game ready uh, his first game back. Um, so again, R.J. Barrett, fourth quarter was one of seven all his missed all his three point attempts uh legs looked shot he was gassed uh all his shots were short flat missed buddy healed on a couple of defensive assignments back door a yep. uh, foul buddy trying to get over screens just uh, it was again to 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 be fair to barrett it just it was unfair that he was put in that position Especially yeah. when you have Quentin Grimes on the bench, the team's best perimeter defender, a guy who had scored through the first three quarters had scored 13 points, knocked down three three pointers. Knicks are eight and one and nine and one now in games which he has at least three threes. Was a defensive, just had a genius defensive first half, put the clamps on Tyrese Halliburton, held him to nine points on nine shots forced three turnovers, had two steals, um, was yep. just everywhere defensively drawing charges. Uh, again, this is the guy you want to guard, Buddy Heald, who's the best shooter of, of, of this, you know, who's made more three-pointers than anybody over the, in, in the league the last two seasons. Um, yeah. So it's just inexcusable. That he that that for the first ten minutes and forty five seconds of the fourth quarter, Grimes wasn't on the court. Uh, at some point in time, we'll we'll have a discussion next week, uh, maybe you know, our next podcast, um, and certainly next month and, and two months from now. What does Tibbs do in crunch time? You know Gr- you know Brunson's going to be at the point guard. Obviously, yep. no question. What does he do with two at the two and the three? The other two spots there, he's going to have to decide between IQ, which is who's been one of the Knicks' best players in terms of plus minus, the eye test, however you want to use it, especially yeah. in fourth quarters, a two-way player. You have Grimes, who's been awesome, and and basically turned the season around since he was inserted into the starting rotation. And then you have R.J. Barrett, who's an incredibly important part of the present, was awesome in the first half last night. To his credit, you know, showed no signs of rust. 24 points, eight rebounds, contributed on both ends of the first half, and then he ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. Two of those three guys are going to be on the court next to Randall, and then a big, whether it's Robinson or, um, you know, maybe Sims or, you know, whatever the case might be, you know, OB, four or five. Um, But uh, to go really. Really small, which Tibbs said he said he thought about playing. Um, would be playing Randall at five. I guess you could consider that. Um, but at some point, and some point soon, Tibbs is gonna have to make that decision. Two of those three guys are gonna be playing. Again, a month from now, that's that's a difficult conversation to have. Last night, that's not a difficult conversation. Whether yeah. for whatever reason you have RJ in the game, whether he's a fragile ego, what you explain, you know, this is that's the coach's decision. It's a coach's job, is to put the the best players that are, are capable of closing out a game. And last night that wasn't RJ Barrett you put in Quentin Grimes with with a, a minute 30 left he knocks down the biggest shot of the game a three pointer um has the dunk to finish it off um forces a turnover on the other end um those are things that could have happened that could have prevented um you know the the the, imp, the particular collapse now he's not faultless in previous games he was part you know he, he yeah. um had, you know had missed shots that he probably should have made
1: you, you turn him all over, you know, he, yeah.
2: over. He, he had made mistakes, but again, at least he's fresh had played well. And that's kind of what you're going to have to do going forward is you're going to have to kind of decide, um, you know, maybe it's a matchup, maybe it's a point guard where, you know, you're playing Toronto and Fred Van Vliet's on the floor. So maybe you go with a smaller quickly um, as opposed to, a, you know, bigger Brunson, although, uh, although obviously Grimes could handle FEV as well. Um, but yeah. that, that to me should kind of show the inflexibility and something we talked about on Tuesday's podcast, uh, Isaiah Hart nine minutes zero points two rebounds he was invisible again those minutes should go to Tibbs uh, should go to Sims and it's it's this rigid inflexibility that um, that that you complained about on Tuesday rightfully so and that I'll carry over um, today again credit Tibbs for for getting the Knicks motivated and playing hard each night but again a lot of that has to do with the fact that the the, part of the Knicks solid exceeding expectations is because they're playing their key guys more than any other players in the NBA. Um, And Mm. again, that may come back to bite you later in the year.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Yeah. And it may be biting them a little bit with some of these injuries we're starting to see pile up. We've seen uh, Barry get hurt. That was a little of a freak thing, but we we saw Brunson get hurt. That was more wear and tear. We saw Obi Topping get hurt. That was more wear and tear. Um, look, I don't know how you how you feel, and I still love the effort Randall's playing with. He doesn't look right the last few games. I mean, his shot, I mean, it's like high drives in these threes. He hit a couple of big ones in the second half, but I mean, he's shooting bricks. Like, I mean, like it's and it's crazy because of how lethal he was just like a week ago or a week and a half ago. If you look at his last five games, I don't think he shot 40% in any of these games. Um, he's playing extremely hard, so I I don't have much of an issue with him, but uh, the shot selection is going to get a little crazy in terms of how bad these shots look, and so man, I thought selection more of shot performance, I guess. And the tournament was starting to get up, he had six last night, and, and he's starting to get frustrated on that end too. So, you look, think about the 40 minutes, 42 minutes, 43 minutes, the minutes he's been playing recently. Is that starting to catch up to him? So, like you said, there's always going to be a receipt that has to be paid at some point when you play these guys as many minutes, and what's that? That, that also makes last night frustrating because when we talk about the importance of closing games, that's what we're talking about too. Like if that game never gets to a point where it has to be, you're fighting for your life with three minutes to go and you're up two in a game. And you're up 25. Maybe those guys don't have to play 40 minutes. Like maybe maybe Brunson doesn't log 42 minutes. Maybe Randall doesn't log 39 minutes. Maybe Barry doesn't have to log 41 minutes, but because they, they came into that that second half, um, especially the second half of the third quarter, not having a plan for how Indiana was adjusting. Not saying focused, Not paying attention, paying attention to detail on the scouting report. Like they allowed this game to get out of hand, and that's when now a game where you should have tucked this game away and and had guys get a lot of rest. Now you're you're fighting to scratch and scratching to get this game out. I mean, if you look at the box score for Indiana. You know, uh, you know, Halberg got hurt. But he only played 27 minutes, but Heal, uh, 32 minutes, Nimhard, 34, uh, Smith 25. McConnell, 26. in 28. Like, very reasonable numbers. And who, like, and very reasonable. Looks, and who looks sharper, fresher in the final right. 10 minutes. Yeah, you see, T.J. McConnell is just hounding, hounding uh, Jalen Brunson. 94 feet. Yeah, he only played 26 minutes. Jalen Brunson's playing the hardest 42 minutes of anybody, and he's playing the most minutes. Yes. You know, like, so, and, and that does bring me to one thing also I watched from last night, too, that made me, that was abundantly clear to me. The Knicks need some help on the bench. They need to make a trade. I uh, don't know. You don't want to trade any valuable asset away, but they are one. Deuce McBride, I love you, but offensively, like he—he's he, just—he's nothing right now. Um, he—he's not providing anything. He's—he's—he—he's he's, he, he's playing defense. He's—he's he's, he's running out there. He's working hard, but he's so much of an offensive liability right now, and he's so much of a question mark from game to game. He's starting to concern me a little bit. We know Harden sign has been has been a, a net zero essentially for really like a month now. Uh, so when you look at this bench, Obi Toppin, he's just got back, so you know we're, we'll see kind of how he goes. So when you come to a bench, IQ is the only guy that plays more than ten minutes, and everybody else plays less than less than ten. And you really didn't get much from any of those guys. It wasn't like they had a horrible game. Their plus minus, none of them were anywhere close to like you know, a minus ten or anything like that. They only but played in minutes.
2: How how big? Right. <laughs> right, they
1: didn't play that much. So how much how much plus minus can they have? Exactly. It's a good point. But like, but like they, they're gonna need something. Now to me, it looks like they need a backup wing, clearly. Like that to me is is, is clear because quickly is more of a, a one two and then that's really it. You don't have like a a backup small forward. Like Grimes is like the pseudo I really Barrett is like his own backup small forward because Barrett In the substitution pattern, he comes out first and he comes in and plays with the the bench guys. They need another guy. Like they need somebody. uh, I don't know who will be available. I've heard Gary Trent's name get thrown out there. I love Gary Trent. I just, I worry that he would cost too much in terms of trade, uh, you know, capital to get a guy like that. But they just need one guy. I don't, again, I can't tell you who it is, but they're missing something in that bench because Tibbs is afraid to play these guys more minutes. And he's also, I think, missing a key piece. He could just play Cam Reddish, like that, that would solve a lot of this. But for whatever reason, that's out of the question.
2: Uh, keep an eye on Malik Beasley out in Utah. Mm. I think that's a name that'll hit the trademark, and I think it, it kind of fits. Um, but uh, just quickly, I, I, and I'm just looking at the numbers now. Um, when Randall went on his monster streak um, right around Christmas, uh, five game stretch from December 21st through the 29th, um, averaged 33 points. Shot 54% from the floor, but he played over 41 minutes a night. Mm. Um, Last five games for Barrett. Um, Again, still playing a ton of minutes, 40 minutes a night shooting 37% from the floor, 28% from three, under 70% from the free throw line. Um, you just kind of expect it. I mean, I mean, listen, on the season, he's shooting 33.8% from, from three-point land. Uh, for his career, he's shooting 33.3% from, you know, these guys play to the back of the basketball card more often than not. And we've kind of seen with Randall, there'll be these kind of swings, ups and downs. And I think part of it has to do with wear and tear. And, and you talk about trading for a player, um, it, it certainly wouldn't make sense if, if they don't feel Reddish is that guy that Can handle minutes on the wing. I, I think I'd throw them out there just for, for defensive minutes and, and limiting yeah. playing time. But obviously, Obi should get more minutes wearing down. Again, even if that you know, if that you know maybe reduces the chance of you taking a lead into halftime because you want to rush Randall back in the game, and that gives you you know a chance to extend from six to you know to to an eight-point lead, or you know, you're only down three, you want to get back to even at halftime. Maybe you need Randall healthy for the second half of not only the game but the season, um, yep. and those are things where Obi should get more minutes. He's proven he can handle it. He's proven he can knock down threes um, and, and get and get you some minutes somewhere else. So that's something that you're gonna have to keep an eye on going forward um, if you want to make a serious push and and make t- not only get to the sixty at the halfway point but maintain that 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 place in the standings going forward.
1: Yeah, and and to me with Obi's minutes as well, and and it's it's, like, it's crazy because. It's funny, Tibbs. Like he is so so much inconsistency because with Obi, you know, in terms of him coming back, it was like, yeah, we're gonna bring him back slow, you know. and I could just rush him out there. He's coming back from an injury. Or RJ Barrett is like forty-one minutes, kid. Go out there, like you know, like it's like it's ridiculous. Obi had to get three
2: full practices, a G League practice, you know, like a <laughs> note from the doctor, and 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 to play eight minutes. And and RJ was like, Yo, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, here, play the full game, you know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But uh, what I was gonna say though was that like. I, I think if you want to help save these guys, like, Obi needs to play more minutes than just at the four. Like, yeah. coming off the bench, like, okay, maybe not the five as much because you got two other guys I guess you're going to play at the five, but play them more at the three. Like, yeah. I, he's shown he can shoot the ball a little bit. Last night was a, a funky matchup. The, the Pacers have a lot of, like, wings that are kind of like guards. Maybe that wasn't the best match to do that. But there are plenty of other teams where there are three men who basically just stand in the corner. Like, go, Obi can guard that guy.
2: And we and Hartenstein has been a massive net negative. How can, Obi can't be worse at the five right. than, yeah, than Hartenstein has. And, and, and we'll talk about the Wizards in a second. They have zero center depth right now due to injuries. Potentially, yep. we'll see if they get some guys back. But it's another situation where Obi could play some five. But, you know, maybe we'll use that as a transition to talk about the Wizards. But there, there's there's certainly plenty to talk about here um, and a lot of stuff to, uh, to discuss.
1: Yes, there is. Knicks win 119-113. Shout out to RJ Barrett. I know he did get a lot of, uh, maybe too much minutes, but uh, him coming out there uh, dominating the first half of what he did, that was really great to see. Hopefully we can see him take that into this next game.